Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be talking to the traffic captain himself, Andy Woolmer of Traffic Partner. Adult Site Broker is proud to introduce ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers the chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you this service for free. Visit asbmarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or as a buyer today. And don't forget ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a growing and stable European tube network. The sites went online over 10 years ago, and the traffic has grown every year. All of the traffic is from SEO. No traffic has been purchased. This is a great opportunity for a potential buyer to add to the traffic immediately. Because of the high quality of the content, targeted to German and Italian languages, Google has placed the websites in good search positions. There are over 600,000 hosted videos, around 400,000 of them are uniquely titled. There are also about six months of videos already translated and ready to upload, so the new owner will have an easy transition. This is an opportunity for the buyer to get stable traffic and easily grow if they put some effort into new SEO techniques and buy traffic. This top-of-the-line tube network is available for only $595,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Andy Woolmer, also known as the Traffic Captain of Traffic Partner. Andy, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Hey, Bruce, how are you? Long time not see, eh? Oh, my God. It's been way too long, my friend. Way too long. Um, now, I'll tell everybody about you. Andy is a veteran of the industry for over 20 years. He was the founder of Sex Goes Mobile before selling it to the company he now works with, Traffic Partner. Andy works with many verticals from porn production to online retail, mobile offers, dating, and live cams. He worked as a model agent before he started brokering traffic. His nickname, as I mentioned, is the Traffic Captain because he's recognized as a strong leader in this industry. Now, Andy's the CEO of Mobile for Traffic Partner with brands like Fuckbook, Sex Goes Mobile, that sounds familiar, Web Billing, uh, Grand Slam Media, Dating Partner, Cam Partner, Digital Performance, and more. TrafficPartner.com has been in business since 1997 and offers direct advertisers casual and mainstream dating products, as well as community entertainment systems. Apps, mobile web, and desktop versions are available in 50-plus countries. They own all of their own products or have full exclusivity. They're constantly searching for premium quality mobile and desktop traffic from publishers and networks concerning their own direct top-performing dating and community offers. Their business models are CPL, RevShare, PPS, CPM, or CPC, thus allowing uh, promoting their products via affiliate 
uh, display, push, email marketing, and more. Uh, VIP partners will be assigned to a dedicated account manager that will not only monitor campaigns, but support you in optimizing your campaigns for the highest results. Sorry, Andy, that's all the time we have today. No, um, so. Um, <laughs> that was a very long introduction. <laughs> oh, my friend, I'd, anything for you and Michael. Okay, so um, you guys do a large percentage of your work within the dating industry. Now, what's the current state of affairs with dating traffic? Well, the point is there are three very different markets. And it's the, like you said, it's the adult dating, the casual dating, and the mainstream dating. Mm -hmm. So uh, I always say, like, uh, the adult dating is only there that you have a one-night stand, find somebody who wants fast sex, right. so go on that. Then the casual one is, you, you're looking for a relationship, but you're not sure, and uh, you only want to play around. Mm -hmm. And then the mainstream one is, you want to find somebody to live together, or even do a, a marriage. And so these markets are totally different in marketing mm -hmm. and also different where you get the traffic from. And the good thing is that we have all three. So right. everybody who have traffic, we can find the right product for him. Mm -hmm. And of course, the growing of the mainstream was very high during the, um, the Corona uh, virus. Sure. Because if you only want to go on a uh, sex date, it's difficult because right now it's difficult to meet people. <laughs> or, or, danger, so, or, or dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or dangerous, yeah. And uh, you, do, you don't have a full body condom. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell those. <laughs> yeah, perhaps would be something good. You know. so, but the, the mainstream dating was growing extremely right. because, you know, on, there's a lot of chatting before you really meet people. So everybody was working out on their profiles. They had more time to write more about them. They mm -hmm. uploaded more picture. There's a lot of more chat. And mm -hmm. as the model in our apps, uh, my dates and I dates, mm -hmm. it's like people pay us per message. It's like right. you go on Facebook and you have to pay like a little amount for every message. Sure. And that was for us from the profit side, super. And also for our affiliates, they made a lot of more money out of their traffic because mm. it's not a subscription model. It's an open uh, per message payment model. Right. And that was uh, for us a super success. Okay. Okay. Now, how unique is it for a company to have all three types of dating traffic? Well, normally the, um, when I started with this, there were directly only the mainstream ones and mm -hmm. the adult ones. Right. So th there was a big difference. They were not working together. Even I remember there were shows like uh, 2005 and mm -hmm. 2010 where, where, where these both people not even talk with each other. Oh, <laughs> you are doing it. I will not talk with you. And, and then uh, there was the breakthrough with the casual dating, mm -hmm. what was attractive for webmasters, which were sending traffic in both directions. Right. So it, it started that the adult and mainstream were fighting for the same uh, traffic from the from the same affiliates, mm -hmm. and I think one big th uh, through breakthrough was also when we had the House of Slam party on the Internet. It mm. was 2015, yeah, and there was the Internet in the same time as the Affiliate Summit West. So right. there was the, a mainstream show and an adult show at the same time in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. and of course we adult guys know better to rock. So we had uh, DMX. <laughs> 
Unfortunately, he died last Friday, but we mm -hmm. had DMX and Cypress Hill on stage and made a big party. Mm -hmm. And then all these mainstream people come to me and, ah, and me, because Grand Slam Media and Sex was Mobile, we were, we were the sponsors, right. also together with Paxom. Mm -hmm. And then all these mainstream guys came over and said, oh, Andy, uh, I heard you have a party, can I have an entrance and stuff like this. So and that was a nice breakthrough between this both uh, different markets. And after it, the I know, I remember when we had the first um, booth at the mainstream show, like the affiliate summit East in New York, we didn't put Sex Goes Mobile, mm -hmm. we were SGM Pro. So we mm -hmm. find a new name, you know? I like the yeah. notes are, and then, then you saw also like the guys from Bitter Strawberry coming mm -hmm. there. And, yep. he, and more and more adult people went over to the uh, this uh, mainstream shows. And then we, we were, of course, was important that we developed also our mainstream products. So we started mm -hmm. to go into their market. But the mainstreamers, they never just developed sex products. So mm -hmm. we were the pirates catching out money in their markets. And that was a big advantage. Sure. And now at all of the affiliate shows, not just Affiliate Summit, but all of the affiliate shows, it's got to be 30, 35% adult people. Yes. Yeah, for sure. By the way, did you ever see those those Budweiser commercials with Spuds McKenzie, the party animal? No. Nope. Ah, yeah, you are German, aren't you? Well, they had this dog, and they called him Spuds McKenzie, and they would do all these commercials where he's in all these play, all these luxurious places with women all around, and they say Spuds McKenzie, the party animal. No, Andy <laughs> Wol Andy Wolmer is the party animal. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, it's 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 perhaps a German thing. We uh, we we work hard, but we party hard too. <laughs> yes, we know. Um, as Oktoberfest will be a uh, definitely an example of that. Um, so, how profitable is it to buy and sell dating traffic using your company Traffic Partner? Well, it's um, it's totally depends on the the source. You know, we do mm -hmm. a lot of testing. And we have uh, business intelligence um, members in our group. They check all the traffic, uh, if it looks like bot traffic. Because on CPL, you have a lot of people that want to say, send you bot traffic. They yep. only need to put an email in. So uh, we lose a lot of times money when we buy traffic on CPL from strange sources. Right. But we are always willing to test, test, test. And then we work together with a lot of performance networks. They have their affiliates, and so we get the traffic through them. And then we have still classical affiliates and webmasters sending directly to us. Mm -hmm. And of course, you see always when somebody have good traffic, he wants to sell it on RevShare right. because he knows he knows his traffic is converting and he wants to make long-term money. Mm -hmm. And CPL is always a little bit more dangerous mm -hmm. because there's a lot of frauders, especially... Um, from Pakistan, from India, Philippines, and countries like this, mm -hmm. they think, oh, uh, they are so stupid, they don't see when I put fake emails in. Hmm. But we catch them always, and we don't pay them out, so don't don't even try it. <laughs> so, so where bot traffic was once a problem, the more traffic people I talk to, and again, you know, traffic is is not my game. Okay, you know, I broker yeah. I broker websites, but I learn from the people I talk to. And what I'm hearing more and more is bot traffic isn't as much of a problem because of all of the analytics you have. Yeah, of course we have analytics, but. Um... They still try, you know, if you have a CPL model, 
That mm-hmm. means people only need to put their email in and mm-hmm. then you get paid. It's like a lead, pay, mm-hmm. cost per lead. And right. of course, if the email looks good and, and the frauders, the frauders don't use old school bots where you see directly an uh, VPN IP or something like that. The, the, the cheaters become better, so you need to be better on the protection of your system. So it's it's like but, a game. But you can ver but you can verify email addresses, right? I mean there's there's uh I, I mean I know I have. I've I've uh, I've gone and verified my lists over and over to make sure they're scrubbed. Don't you guys use those to- those tools? Of course, yeah. but they they have real Gmail. Mostly they have mostly Gmail, real Gmail accounts, mm. and they even they even answer the emails. You know, All the right. cost of the cost of uh, employees in India, Pakistan, and some. Yeah. If you pay somebody, if you pay somebody a hundred dollar a month, mm-hmm. and he he do nothing else than subscribe to different dating sites through different performance networks. Mm. He even opened the email, he confirmed the email, he put his name and he even put fake pictures in it. Mm. So, you know, it's not the classical bot traffic. Of course, uh, with all the technology bot traffic, you, you can see very fast, detect very fast. But um, if, if you have this human factor in it, it's not, for me, okay, perhaps the definition of bot is wrong. It's, it's like mm-hmm. fraud traffic. It's not, Bot traffic, it's fraud traffic. Well, now, have you, don't you, do you guys block any countries? Um, generally, we don't block, but okay. if we see, if we see directly that is uh, somebody from Pakistan, especially, and India, we are very careful. Okay. Okay. And we, and we pay out 30 days net. So we have at least uh, some time to see if all this leads he brought in. You know, the classical thing is somebody bring us thousand leads. Nobody of them spent any money in the system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fraud. Sure, yeah. sure, absolutely. Now, obviously, we've been in a pandemic for over a year now. How has that influenced your business? Yeah, like I told you before, for our message-based and mainstream products, right. it was very positive. Mm-hmm. For our fast sex dating site, they are more or less stable because right, right. people keep in contact. But uh, yeah. The growing was in the mainstream because a lot of people, they never used uh, this uh, datings before because they went into bars or restaurants or they, you know, there were mm-hmm. many other places to do dating, but in the pandemic, they have to use dating sites. So it was a big, big growth for all dating companies. Fabulous. Now, now how about your life? How has the virus impacted you personally? Well, in the first moment, I was super angry about this because I'm not s- such afraid about a virus. You know, I lived in, in countries like Mexico and Venezuela. I went to the jungle. There's also a lot of virus and uh, mm. parasites. And, you know, I'm not so afraid of this. And mm. even when I see back uh, when this started, and, and it was like December, December in China, December 19, it started in China. And I was mm. in Bangkok. After that, I was in Taiwan. Mm. Uh, then I was in Manila. Then I was in Palau Island. Mm. Then in, in January, I was uh, back in Los Angeles, San Francisco, mm. and uh, yep. Las Vegas. Yep, me too. Then, yep. And okay. then in February, February March, I, I was over even in Colombia. I went always yeah. flights from east to west. And then the last show was the, the Portugal one. And I came home. And then, uh, you know, normally I go swimming every, uh, every, every week. I go three, four times swimming here mm-hmm. in the public pool. And one Sunday, 15th of March, I remember 15th of March, 2020, 
I went mon Sunday morning to my swim pool. I said, "No, we are closed because of Corona." And I was like, "Ah, fuck! What the fuck?" It's a yeah. And then um, yeah, that I don't get. Then, that I don't get. Do they do they really think it's a with chlorine in a pool the coronavirus is going to even be in the water? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So then, yeah, exactly. Then my, then my next show, uh, I had a show in Italy, was canceled. Mm -hmm. And then my show in uh, Israel was canceled. And mm -hmm. the show in Moscow and Kiev all canceled. That yep. was April and May. So I, I was really angry because, I, you know, <laughs> if you have the rhythm to go every uh, month to one or two shows, yeah. and then staying at home, and, what I, and then it was like, yeah, staying at home, what you do here? And it was really angry. But then... I changed uh, to enjoying it. So it was a nice spring last year. So I discovered a lot of nice areas here around my hometown. I cleaned up my house. I renovated some <laughs> stuff. So becoming becoming normal with it. That's good. Well, for a guy that goes to, what do you, did you tell me before we uh, started recording, to about 25 shows a year, uh, you probably usually don't remember what your home looks like. <laughs> well, it's like uh, I'm 200... 200 days at home and 160 on travel, something like that. Sheesh, sheesh. Better you than me. Okay. Um, <laughs> cryptocurrencies have gone pretty nuts. Now, while we're recording this, we've seen record run-ups for Bitcoin, Ether, and other cryptocurrencies. What impact has that had on your business? On the business, uh, not too much. Mm. Because the, 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 the quantity of people that have Bitcoins and want to pay with this uh, it's too small when you see mm -hmm. it on the worldwide population. But for me privately, um, I was very skeptical when I heard the first time. It, it was mm -hmm. also on the Internet uh, 2014 mm -hmm. in, in Vegas. And I was like, ah, no, this, this, this is like <laughs> a big scam. Yeah. And so and then I and then also if you saw the news, it was always something with criminal mm -hmm. criminal activities and stuff like this. But after the drop and uh, then 2019, I, I bought some, uh, some of these cryptocurrencies only to have yes. them. You know, like if, if you do investment, you have uh, real right. estate, you, ha right. you have stock exchange, you have some gold. So I wanted to have some cryptos on my stock. And of course, they develop very nice. Mm. But I'm still, it's, I have still the feeling it's like a casino, you know. Um, of course. <laughs> because... But it's it's the same with as real money, you know. Yeah. Um, here it says a Bitcoin is like fifty thousand or fifty five thousand dollars. For yes. what? Yes. For, as, for, as we for, as we tape right now, fifty five six three eight. I'm looking at my desktop. Oh, three right. seven. It went down. <laughs> <laughs> three six. No, but, bye. <laughs> but it's all it's it's all about um, the trust of people in something because of course a hundred dollar. A $100 bill is also only a piece of paper Correct. if you don't trust. And, of course, through the corona crisis, all governments in the world are printing money like hell. Yes. And if I, and if I see a President Biden said, yeah, $1 trillion, I put <laughs> or something like this in the market, you say, okay, where's this money coming from? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> then you see also on the stock exchange market, we are in the biggest crisis of uh, the, the last 50 years, and, and all the stock exchanges go up, new record, new record, new record. Uh, this, this is the reason because the governments are pumping so much money into the, into the market, hmm. and 
Uh, I think $100 is not $100 anymore. No. It's only because people still trust that's the $100. Of so course. it's not bad to have some cryptocurrencies in your portfolio. I would not say go go for it for, for the full amount, but it's a very interesting project. Also, I like um, there's some other cryptocurrencies. Um, they are brand new and they're mm. even better. For example, there's one I like, IOTA. And the technology behind it's very way 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 better than the bitcoins, but it's mm. not so known. So people need to get trust. But I think cryptocurrencies will be something for the future. But who is the winner? I don't know. Bitcoin was the first, but normally the first yeah. is not the winner. No. If you see, there was MySpace, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and then there was uh, Facebook, yeah. and then you see there was Yahoo, mm -hmm. but then there was Google. So Correct. we. We will see what it comes to, but um, if you have some money over, put some money in cryptocurrencies and split it up on the top 10, I would say. Hmm. Interesting theory. I will look at that. I, I, right now, I'm just in ether, and I'm pretty happy with what's happened. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm holding. Yeah, just, you know, I'm just holding. In fact, I might, well, I might, I might double down. I'm yeah. a hodler. I'm yeah. a hodler. Yep. Want, uh, yep. Express exactly. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, I sold, I sold Bitcoin when it was... I thought at its peak at 19,000, uh, oh well. Uh, and then I invested in a friend of mine said, a few mutual friend of ours that uh, we were talking about before the, this thing, uh, said, oh, there's this new Russian cryptocurrency, Putin's behind it, it's gonna be big. So I took all my Bitcoin money and, and some more and put it in this thing and it's vaporized, just vaporized, <laughs> you know. I'm going to be a millionaire. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so well, <laughs> there's, there's one thing. Um, if you buy a cryptocurrency, don't look at the value right now. Look for the people who are behind and yeah. what is the extra value that, yeah. uh, that the coin brings. Right. And why Bitcoin? Bitcoin is going up like this because when companies like PayPal, Visa Card, and yeah. other, uh, they, they say, okay, we will use it. Right. And then there's, if there's a use, then a value comes into it. Yeah, well, Elon Musk is behind Dogecoin, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, think, I think we're going to see the big short on that one pretty soon. Um, a big part of what you do and what many of us do is go to the events, as I talked about uh, and you talked about. We not only display, but we network, we do business. With a virus, all of that has been on hold. Now, there are virtual shows. Of course, it's not the same. Um, how has the lack of shows affected your business? Um, it's difficult to find new people, you know? Mm. Um, we have our stable network. We are a long time in the business. Yep. So for us, the influence, uh, we see that we have less new interesting affiliates. Uh, of course, we can find them through other media. So, so yeah. they, on the virtual show, you can meet, you can buy Google AdSense mm -hmm. to, or AdWords to, to find um, new ones. We, can, we have the Telegram groups, we have the Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. So there is a way to find new affiliates. Right. But the good thing on a personal show is, as I'm a long-time networker on this, yes. then a friend have a friend. He shows you, you know, introductions, live introductions, and then you sit together and you have some drinks and you have a dinner and you have a party. So this relationship is directly very strong. Instead of somebody you never saw hit you up on Skype, hey, I have traffic, and you don't know who he is, where he comes from. So um, 
it's for us it's a, a little bit drop in new affiliates mm -hmm. but uh, i think the worst thing is for all the new company startups yeah. for a new startup or companies that which are not so known it's uh, very difficult without shows because um i remember when i was on my first shows with sex goes mobile uh, i came back and i i had the, after 20 times more sales than before it was, my yeah. first shows was was like a really boomer for this new startup sure and I think it's uh, very difficult for new companies right now. Oh, absolutely. At least, uh, you know, people like us are already established. So people know us and people are going to come to us for things. Um, you know, you, you have a podcast too. You do a, uh, you do a, a YouTube uh, show and it's, uh, it's, it's very, very, uh, very, very popular. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Well, that came also with Corona, and um, the first time I had time to look about all the videos. So I started a YouTube channel called The Traffic Captain. I made my YouTube channel, and then I was uploading first all my old videos uh, from the parties, from the different <laughs> show events, uh, from my scuba diving, from my adventures. So after a short time, I had more than 80, 90 videos up there, and I saw uh, that I got... Then I saw I had 1,000 subscribers, 2,000 subscribers. Mm. So now I, now I have something like 5,700 or something like wow. this. Wow. And, and then I, had, I saw that other people do a lot of interviews with me. So I, mm -hmm. uploaded, I uploaded also the interviews which they made with me. Sure. And uh, then I started to make my own videos. So I think I have now... In one year, I make like 25, 30, like every two weeks, I do an interview. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I like this with the with the Zoom software because I also want to see the people. But of course, right. uh, my, like Jason Jason Hunt told me, hey, Andy, take only the voice, make your own podcast. Yep. But uh, as I have already so many other things to do, I stay, I, I'm still a video guy. I like the sure, videos. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Jason was, Jason was one of our first... Uh, one of our first guests on here, and uh, he uh, again, he's obviously done some work for me as well. In fact, his company's doing SEO work for us now. Um, oh, okay. Now, recently, a couple of things happened. Uh, the Free Speech Coalition finally won their case on 2257 when the government uh, backed out. But that kind of became a shallow victory because MasterCard came down with some strict new guidelines on user-generated content and changes all adult sites needed to make. And I wouldn't be surprised if before this runs and Visa does the same. In fact, I'd be surprised if they didn't. What impacts do you think this will have on the adult industry? Well, the adult industry always finds a solution around. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure they will work more with cryptocurrencies. And I'm, I'm not sure why they don't already have, especially like a big company like Brothers. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine... Uh, one or two years ago, they made the they should make uh, their own coin and then mm -hmm. bring it to all the other uh, dual sites. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, especially for the U.S. market, because U.S. customers uh, always pay with credit card, it was a big impact. In Europe, not mm -hmm. so much because people here don't really pay with credit card. Only right. only uh, forty only forty five percent of the people have even a credit card. Right. And, they pay with their debit cards and th there there is no regulation because it's from their direct bank so they can do they can pay whatever they want there cannot be a restriction but of course um in the first moment you know it's always like when when some big major players change their rule there's an impact 
But the jewelry industry always find our, we always fight back and we find our own solution. We're pretty damn resilient. And you, 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 already, you already took the air out of my next question because I was going to ask you, do you think long-term crypto is the answer? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. That, because um, imagine, especially in countries, in countries uh, uh, like in Africa, emergency countries or third mm. world countries, like they call them. Right. And they're, they're so difficult for, for people to get a bank account. Yes. You, you look at, and so imagine you have everything on your mobile phone. And um, because mobile phones, everybody have even in the the poorest country, you see people yep. with mobile phones, and yeah. then it's easy. Oh, you want to buy something? Okay, I sent you this amount in cryptocurrencies, ching ching. And they don't even know banks. You know, in the right. end, why we need why we need banks? Mm-hmm. Banks. Uh, right. I hate, for example, when I send money from Germany to South America, and uh, they charge. They charge me no. fifty. Uh, let's say I send thousand dollars to to South America. They charge me fifty bucks on my side, fifty bucks on his side, and the transaction the transaction needs five to seven business days. Yep. You know, from bank from 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 Germany to Bogota, it's the oh. two main cities, two economies, mm-hmm. and why they need five business days? Oh, and not so to never- mention, well, that's because they want to they want to float your money. But you know, I mean, not only that, but there's there's. Uh, you know, there's currency fees and, you know, it just gets very, you know, banks make it very expensive to do business. They're robbers. They should wear masks. Yeah, 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 really. And so I, I think cryptocurrencies, especially in this, will take over because people only need to transact. And the moment, the problem is a lot of people don't really know where to buy. And you, to buy, you need a credit card mm-hmm. or some to put some money in or wire. Mm-hmm. So... How this, uh, the, the, the people in these countries, they cannot get uh, bitcoins because they don't have a bank account and not a credit card. Right. So, um, uh, but, for example, I know from Thailand that there's a lot of people, they own bars or restaurants. Mm-hmm. You can go bring some cash money yeah. and they give you, they give you uh, bitcoins for that. That's so, interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. That that I didn't know, but that does not surprise me. And and I think you're going to see more retail oriented uh, exchange, not only bars but shops, Seven yeah. Elevens. I mean, we have a Seven yeah, Eleven every ten feet here, as you probably know. So you know things like that. And I think banks and the financial world is petrified of crypto. Personally, as as their governments, governments are petrified of it too because they lose control. Um, we had here in Germany, we had uh, cryptocurrencies ATM, mm-hmm. where you can buy buy in and buy out for cryptocurrencies. Yep. And the German bank control system, the Bafin, they uh, blocked them all. And even the, the founder of this company now is in prison and waiting for his case. Oh, for God's because sakes. For, they, they say he was helping to people laundering money. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's still a fight. But, you know... Um, New things, they always find their way through. Sure. And I'm sure, sure that cryptocurrency is some of them. Well, banks <laughs> banks have the governments in their pockets, let's face it. And la- and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's one yeah, it's yeah. one big circular thing where they want to make all the money and they don't want anybody else to. Uh it's it's the whole thing. Of course. Thing. If you see if you see the when there was the big bank crisis two thousand eight, mm. how many 
billions of tax money the governments put into these banks. Oh, sure. Uh, and sure. That, that was the biggest robbery ever. It was a scam. It was a scam. Let's face it. Now, our business continues to be under attack by government regulation as well as from private companies, like we talked about with MasterCard. Of course, YouPorn lost their processing for a while, and Xvideos has had similar issues. What do you see our industry doing to get them off our backs? Again, I... I don't just realize. Well, the government. Well, well, the government. The government seems to always be on our backs, uh, like the Canadian well, government. Canadian government's on UPorn's back. Um, you know, X videos involved now. Uh, you know, obviously the media's jumped in with the New York Times and all that. So, wh- what do you see our government doing to get them off our backs? It's like uh, I live in Germany, uh, and here the government and even the rules. Like, if you go to the German Google.de, you will not even find uh, the big tube sites like YouPorn, RareTube, or Xvideos, or whatever, because they are banned from the German Google. We mm. have here so strict laws. I don't, all the, all the companies which are doing really hardcore content are not in Germany. They go to Denmark, they go to Holland, they go to Switzerland, or they sure. go to Austria. Sure. They, the Germans' laws. For, for the adult industry, where it's so disgusting hard that all the adult companies try to go out of this country. So um, I don't know what the, the U.S. people and government, uh, that's not my game. I don't really know. Yeah. Well, it's, live, well, it's, not, just, it's not just the U.S., obviously. It's Germany, too. <laughs> yeah. So, but this is, since, since I started in the business... Um, the worst thing, my first experience, because you are an adult site broker, my my first domain was with a .de, yeah? was mushy.de, mm-hmm. it's like pussy.de in German, mm. and I put I put I put a hardcore site on it, and I got directly got a big fine because I put their hardcore. And then since this day, I never ever bought a .de domain again. Sure. So you've been in the business for a long time, and you've obviously done many things. Uh, what challenges have you seen in our industry since you started out over 20, or rather, I'm sorry, what changes have you seen in our industry since you started over 20 years ago? Well, I, I was starting to sell VHS cassettes to big video shops. Then hmm. I started, then I was selling DVDs in all Europe. Then mm-hmm. I had my first DVD online shop. <laughs> so I did e-commerce and then the mobile came out, so we sold stuff on mobile. Then dating, live game, you always need to adapt to a new technology. Imagine I would be still trying to sell VHS and DVD to shops. I would already <laughs> out of the business. Sure, sure. So adapting new technologies, that's the, that's the, that's the moneymaker in this industry. And, mm-hmm. of course, if you go on the content side, it becomes always more and more niche. Mm-hmm. We, uh, when I when I started um, the first movies we sold and produced, they were like uh, now it's like um, yeah really normal sex. A man a woman goes to bed have normal sex. If you if you shoot <laughs> movies like this now, nobody wants to see it. It's not extreme, not niche enough. Yes, how disgust. So, yes, how disgusting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, some niche I like, but some niche it's really disgusting. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no, I was talking about just just standard sex. <laughs> so what what do you see ahead for our industry if you could look into that crystal ball of yours 
If I know it, I don't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and even not on a podcast. Eventually, <laughs> I have now a great idea. I tell it on your podcast. And then uh, two years later, I see a new company coming out with that. And I say, oh, fuck, that was my idea. Uh, <laughs> no, but what, what direction do you see the, see the, uh, the industry going? Well, I, I think that uh, life cam and dating, uh, these are the big growing areas, sure. especially everything with life. We have also a platform called uh, Amateur X, where we have uh, girls can do life cam, they can do mm -hmm. chatting, and they can sell uh, their content. Sure. This is this program we have in Germany uh, since 15 years. And we are, uh, the German name was Amateur Community, so that like amateur girls can do it. And uh, now we, we brought out Amateur X. It's the same system, but it's more for international market. Hmm. And you see, you see, like only with OnlyFans, these big platforms, uh, yeah. it's like sex, sex going more into the social, um, social media style. You know, sure. it's like people want to interact with their models, they want to be fans, they want to. Yeah, they they don't want the standard things. They want personalized things, like that she say in the video. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Bruce. Oh yeah, Bruce, or whatever. So they want their own <laughs> content. They want to personalize and more social. So it's it's interactive. In everything was interactive, and dating is also very interactive because the users talk between each other. Mm -hmm. Also. We are with our platform in the U.S., the biggest platform in the U.S. We have it's fuckbook.com. Yes. You see that that is that is it's like Facebook, uh, but it's for sex. Right. So and uh, it's very popular and a lot of people and a lot of interaction. And we don't do nothing. We only bring the technical background. Right. So let the people do their own stuff and they can talk. So interactive is this thing. And of course, for all the new technology. Uh, VR, VR, it's definitely something that in the next years coming up, it's mm -hmm. still in the early age and still um, there's few companies, but they're already doing high quality. For example, we invested in a company called VRBangers.com. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. There you see all the content in VR. Yeah, I heard, and, yeah. and I think that uh, the cheaper and better the technology go, you know, if you see one day in Walmart or Walmart or in other, you know, in a big supermarket, you see very nice virtual reality glasses for ninety nine dollars, mm -hmm. and then it and then it goes mainstream when everybody have these glasses and good quality at home, and all the computer players they will buy them because they love this virtuality games. And I was testing some of these content and by myself, and man, it looks really it's it's like your life with the garden room. Oh, of yeah. course, there's still still some technical things. For example, when you use your hands, uh, your hands there's no hands because you have only the eye. You can look but not interact. Then one day there, there's some Hollywood movies already where 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 people only living in a virtual world, and I think it it comes to this. But well, of sure. course, with time. Well, you got, only, you got sex robots too. They can be part of that. Yeah, but it's not only for sex. For me, for example, I would. When I come back from from working, I uh, I like to put virtual reality on and go scuba diving. Mm. At least I have it's not the same like real scuba diving, but at least I have the view. I can go. So there's a lot of cool thing with VR coming up, and, and nice. of course the adult industry will take it.
Absolutely. They're always at, we're always at the front of those things. Um, so how did you get the moniker, the traffic captain who gave it to you? Maybe you can tell us the story. Well, it was like, um, I'm, I was always on boats. I grew up on the, the Baltic Sea and north of Germany. I lived ah. in Venezuela on the sea. I was always with boats. Okay. So the captain, the captain was already there. So, and when I, and when I started with uh, Set Cruz Mobile, I made uh, T-shirts and hoodies for, for my employees first. And then I was, I, of course, I, I'm as a CEO. I had the captain. And then uh, my CMO, he had first uh, officer. Mm -hmm. And then my CTO had navigator. <laughs> and my, and my um, employees, the other had crew. So I love it. So we, and, of course, this hoodie is with the skull on it. And, and it says only SGM, so it was not so offensive to wear in the street. Like Sesco's <laughs> mobile, people won't wear perhaps in the street. It was right. an SGM, then the skull, and then your rank. A little Love bit it. like the Hells Angels style, you know, rocker, <laughs> cool black hoodie. And then all our then all our affiliates, they wanted to have T-shirts and hoodies too. So we made one, and the, for them, we put VIP. And we only gave from, I think, from the hoodies, we gave only 100 away to our best affiliates. And they Got had it. the VIP logo on it. Hmm. And then for we had some sexy under, some sex, sexy underwear for our promotion girl, and it was SGM Babes. Mm -hmm. So we had, uh, and so that came out. And then people started to call Captain, Captain, Captain. And of course, because of the business, we put traffic Captain. But most people, they, they only say Captain. They don't say really traffic Captain. They say, hey, Captain, what's up? Uh, I love it. And I, I have it. also the domain. I, put, uh, I bought some, uh, some years ago the domain X. For, from Steve Winyard when he was working there, yeah. and I have, I have, uh, I have a little WordPress site on it. So if you want to check out Captain Triple X, there you it. see also, also some information about me and my travels and my awards and my companies. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll check, I'll check it out. Final question: I like to ask my guests this: What does Andy Womer like to do in his spare time? Yeah, scuba diving. I'm, mm. a, I'm a scuba diver. Yeah, you've, you've, I, uh, you've referred to that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a rescue diver. Mm. I, I'm a scuba diver for 25 years. Wow. I, I was in every ocean. I was swimming with sharks, whale sharks, mm. turtles, sea lions, uh, everything. Nice. Uh, that's that's my definitely my one of my favorite hobbies. I love it. And of course, I like part, a party. If you count party, <laughs> maybe, that's also my hobby. The the party the 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 party animal captain. All right. Andy, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk, and I hope we'll get a chance to do this again real soon. Thank you, Bruce, and I will talk to you to make the video interview for my YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, make here yeah, Follow this, uh, subscribe for this podcast. I'm sure Bruce will have a lot of more cool, interesting guests there, and see you soon. Bye-bye. My broker tip today is part four of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Trademark your website. Having a trademark instantly protects your brand and makes your site more valuable when it comes time to sell it. Trademarking your site will cost an average of about $1,500, but should be more than worth the investment when it comes time to sell it. Show buyers ways you feel the site can make more money in the future. This includes showing them future plans you may have, traffic trends, as well as sales trends. 
If things are growing and you can show them how to grow it more, they are more likely to pay more for the site. Do something unique with your site. If you have competitors, figure a way to do it better. Be different in some distinguishable way that makes you better. Your members will notice and spend more money with you. Make your site a place that people want to visit, not just to buy things or view porn. Be creative, not just one of many. Keep thinking outside the box and make positive changes on your site. Think like a buyer when planning or updating your site. Don't think like a tech. Think like the consumer. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be talking to Maria of Best Studios. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Andy Woolmer. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.